When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com welcome to stuff you missed in history class from howstuffworks.com And welcome to the podcast. I'm Holly Fry, and I am Tracy V. Wilson. And today we are talking about an area of history that I super love. Yes, which is any Chinese history. I really love it. It's such a, a rich, rich tapestry. It's been going on for so long, and there have been so many interesting dynasties and cultural things that it's just. I love Chinese history. Yay! I love it. So today we're talking about um, Chinese Empress Dowager Cixi who has been characterized with a great deal of gossip and speculation. She's often described as pure evil, uh, and her story includes some sexual scandals, um, poisoning scandals, and without a doubt, she was exceptionally powerful, and she actually ruled the Qing dynasty for more than 45 years. Uh, but in all of these characterizations, they kind of come down to archetypes, and they're not really a full picture of a human being, which she was. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to examine a little bit her life and some of the uh, things that we do know, things that have been theorized, and probably the truth, which is somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. So she was uh, born on November 29th of 1835, and she was actually the daughter of a low-ranking military officer. She became a concubine for Emperor Xiaofeng's harem at the age of 16. And this was really a great honor. It might sound unpleasant to be sent off to 
to a harem when you're a teenage girl, but this was a swank appointment. Yeah, she was chosen because, you know, they thought she was beautiful and lovely and had many gifts. Right. Uh, Feng was pretty new to being emperor at that point. He had reigned for less than two years when this happened. And the story goes that her beautiful singing voice actually drew the emperor's attention and she quickly became one of his favorites. Uh, and her popularity really paid off with the emperor really paid off in a big way. She bore Xiaofeng, his only son, uh, Prince Zaitun, in 1856. And at this point, she was given the title of virtuous imperial concubine, which is like third in rank. So for anyone that doesn't uh, know about how that works in Chinese history, you there were many wives and they each had a ranking order. And she was getting promoted based on being a favorite and then bearing a son. And then the next year, she moved up to the second rank and was given the title Virtuous Honorable Concubine. And meanwhile, while her you know personal life and childbearing and relationship with the emperor was going on, the Second Opium War was also underway. And that could easily be its own podcast episode. It's very involved. But the Cliff Notes version is this. Um, Britain, France, Russia, and America were fighting for diplomatic embassies and access to Chinese ports and foreign travel rights in China so that foreigners could actually travel through the country. And they also wanted to legalize the opium trade. And there were other elements um, of their war that they wanted. That, that Those weren't the only things, but those were the big primary ones. And the war actually ended in 1860 with the ratification of the Treaty of Tianjin under the Convention of Peking. In 1861, Feng fell ill and died at the Imperial Summer Resort, where he had gone after fleeing Peking during the war. So when Xiaofeng uh, died, that left, of course, the emperor position open and he had an heir. He did, because, uh, because she, of this relationship. had, had borne him this son. And uh, that son was only five at the time. And he became Emperor Tongji, which made Shiji the honored mother Empress Dowager. But shortly before he had died, Xiaofeng had actually appointed eight ministers to assist the young emperor as, a, as ruler. And those eight ministers were headed up by Sushun. Allegedly... CG had been handling some state affairs for Xiaofeng while he was sick uh, and was not really interested in handing over this power to anybody else. But this is not really well well substantiated. Right. I mean, we can't know what was really going on in her mind. We don't even know really how much she was or was not handling. It's all this is one of those parts of it that's really kind of based on rumor and speculation of the people around her. Right. A lot of what was going on in in the Forbidden City was just not transparent to anyone else. Right. Uh, And they were, you know, at the um, the Imperial Summer Resort at this point. But yeah, their whole inner workings were very isolated and they kind of projected outward what they wanted people to see. But the interior, we really don't know all that much about. Uh, but what we do know is that either through an agreement on their part or through an assignment, I have seen it uh, characterized both ways in historical texts, Shiji formed an alliance with the Empress Dowager Chan, who was the one wife that outranked her. Um, and this alliance together gave them more power than if either of them had tried to stand alone. Like they actually could make some decisions and hold some um, 
sway in court and in the political decisions with the two of them united. Uh, and she also allied with two of the imperial princes, Gong and Chun. So those were brothers of the deceased emperor. And uh, Shiji and the now young emperor, her son, preceded the funeral procession that went back to Beijing, Peking, uh, since it's changed names many times in the um, Western characterization of the city. And in the time before the ministers could arrive, since they had preceded the procession at that point, she colluded with those two princes to charge the regent ministers that Zhao Feng had appointed with incompetency in that second opium war that we talked about just a moment ago. Uh, Xi and Prince Gong penned an accusatory document entitled Eight Guilts of the Regent Ministers. And basically, they just set up this thing that like they were poor advisors. They really allowed other countries to walk all over us. Um, you know, they weakened the emperor's position. And as a consequence of all of this intrigue, all of those regents were dismissed. All of the eight that Zhao Feng had appointed from his deathbed. Uh, but three of them were actually executed. And that's another area where things get a little um, gossipy in historical record and speculative. Some people think that Shiji wanted to make an example out of them. Others say that she wasn't really involved in that decision. But we do know that they were no longer in power. And basically, now, Shiji had all the power. Right. This put the duo of Empress Dowagers in power as regents. But Empress Dowager Chan didn't really have a lot of interest in political matters. So Siji assumed the role of leader, and Prince Gong was appointed uh, in a position as the emperor's aide. And it's interesting that she became so powerful because women held a lower position both socially and politically than men at this point. So Shiji was basically running the country from behind a screen. Like literally when people would come to court and they would have discussions, she would be sitting behind a screen listening to everything, but she couldn't actually be seen by the people she was having a direct, powerful impact on. She ruled as regent for 12 years until her son, Emperor Tongzi, turned 17 in 1873. Siji stepped down as regent to let her son rule on his own, but he died two years later at the age of 19. Officially, he had smallpox, but there are lots of rumors that he may have died of a sexually transmitted disease. Those, as with many of the things that are coming up in this episode, that's never been substantiated. Yeah, they uh, issued their official proclamation from the palace, but we we don't know. Uh, But what we do know is that when... uh, Tongzi died, Shiji's nephew and the son of Prince Chun, so it's Shiji's nephew by marriage, um, Guangxu became the emperor. But he was only three years old at the time. And this, once again, uh, put Shiji in a position of power because she actually adopted Guangxu as her son as part of this whole like power restructuring for the new emperor. There's some controversy about how Guangxu became the emperor. When Tongzi died without an heir, one of his concubines was pregnant. The concubine died while the debate about who would be the next emperor was still going on. And so the possible heir was never born. So we don't really know if this would have been a boy or a girl. We don't really know uh, whether this child who wasn't born would have really been the next in line. Which means, of course, that there was suspicion that this was possibly murder. Yeah. And this feeds into some of the stories of Shiji being really, you know, an evil, evil woman. That she 
colluded with others to create this, um, to ensure that her power remained intact and that she actually um, was involved in the murder of this woman. Uh, even though the death was announced publicly, again, the proclamation from the palace was that it was a suicide. Uh, Shiji remains a, a historical suspect, but so do the other princes that were involved. Um, Zhao Feng's brothers that had not come to power when he um, passed away. Shiji continued to rule from behind her screen. And even once the new emperor came of age, she still held the reins of power. Uh, and this is where things became a little contentious. She and, uh, and Guangxu diverged in their political views about what they wanted, wanted to do. During the First Sino-Japanese War, uh, Guangxu wanted to engage the enemy. But CG was, you know, she wanted to compromise, and she blocked his efforts. So after China was defeated, Guangxu started to recognize and think about the ways that he thought China needed to reform. Yeah, and he, uh, really realizing that the old ways were not going to carry the country forward... And so on June 11th of 1898, Guangxu started what is called the 100 Days Reform. And that was a series of proclamations that he issued that were intended to modernize China and revitalize the dynasty. He uh, wanted to change and evolve the country's education, their industry, their foreign affairs. And all of his proclamations were in direct opposition to the conservative Manchu nobility and especially Xiji. Because Siji still held power over the loyal military, it was really easy for her to stage a coup. At this point, Siji reestablished her role as regent. She got assistance from other people who did not like the reform plans, and she sent the emperor to confinement in Yingtai Terrace for 10 years. The public announcement was that the emperor was sick to the point of being incapacitated. When, in fact, he had really just been shoved off his throne. Uh... And then, uh, so he basically stayed there the rest of his life, which didn't uh, last a whole lot longer. Obviously, it was 10 years. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the moment. But as this point of the story and these reform- reformation efforts have happened, Shiji starts to make some missteps. Um, during the Boxer Rebellion of 1900, which was led by the Righteous Fists of Harmony, but they kind of get called the Boxers uh, in translation, Shiji sided with the insurgents, and she was against foreign diplomats and the Chinese Christians. She didn't really want change. She thought that they should protect their heritage and their history and their old ways of doing things. And some historians have theorized that this was actually just a play to minimize damage on the Qing dynasty, but... And that she was trying to, you know, create as little damage as possible from the rebellion. But it really, really did nothing for her image on the global stage. She was basically saying, no, foreigners, we're not interested in you. Uh, and so when the coalition troops had stamped out the rebellion, Shiji was really left with a very ugly reputation as being, you know, unwelcoming and stubborn and close-minded. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for 
for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. She really wanted to improve her image at this point. So she commissioned a photographer to create portraits of her in 1903. The portraits are staged similarly to ones of Queen Victoria, and they were intended to be given as gifts to visiting dignitaries. But before long, copies are being sold in the street as souvenirs. And as for helping her reputation, this was not exactly successful. She was still seen as a dangerous dragon lady by Westerners. And then uh, five years after that, uh, on November 14th of 1908, Emperor Guangxu died at the age of 37. Empress Dowager Shiji died the next day, just shy of the age of 74. And this became another part of the intrigue. At the time, there were suspicions that he had been murdered. Uh, but then a hundred years later, in 2008, a five-year research study actually concluded that had examined samples of the emperor's remains. I think seven of his bones were sampled, uh, both the interior and exterior of his tomb, garments that he had been wearing. And the analysis revealed that the emperor had actually been poisoned with arsenic, 
more than triple the amount that would have been a fatal dose. And for a while, there was, uh, before this study was finalized, people had suspected that it was one of those things where people sometimes take poison as a medicine, mm-hmm. um, and then it was accumulative poisoning. But because of the way the, um, the evidence played out, it was obviously like a one huge dose situation. It was an acute onset poisoning, not a cumulative one. Of course, Empress Dowager Siji is one of the people suspected in the poisoning because she might have known that she was dying and she didn't want Guanxu and his reforms to take over China. Yeah, so, and that rumor persists. I mean, there's, um, there was actually a story that came out around the same time where some of the people that worked on this analysis are pretty confident she was the one who poisoned him. Right. Uh, well, and there is kind of a trail of possibly mysterious deaths yeah. in her wake yeah. earlier in her life. Yes, and there is uh, one account that someone mentions of uh, a close friend of hers uh, who was supposed to be a eunuch. There's also some rumor that maybe he wasn't really a eunuch and they had a sexual relationship, but someone saw him carrying food into the emperor right before he died. Uh, so there are there is some evidence that suggests it. However, we don't know for certain. It's very circumstantial. Yeah. Uh, Shiki was incredibly powerful and politically strong, but unfortunately her anti-foreign conservatism and some pretty bad administrative missteps in her later reign uh, really, really caused some problems. For example, she spent naval funds on a summer palace, which weakened the military and precipitated the defeat in the Sino-Japanese War. And her mausoleum, which is built prior to her death, is actually filled with precious materials in amounts that exceed most emperors' tombs. She really, like, demanded that she have only the best things and in numbers that were just sort of ridiculous at the time. You know, it's like, I want, I think I, I saw a thing that said that most tombs had, like, three golden pillars and hers has something like 64. Whoa. I mean, she really wanted only the best and most immaculate and most amazing. Uh, and unfortunately, all of that kind of behavior and particularly her conservatism and unwillingness to kind of open uh, China's doors to the rest of the world really were direct contributors to the demise of the Qing dynasty. There's also an interesting footnote in all of this, which is that the accounts of her uh, intrigues and her life have actually caused their own sort of story of drama amongst biographers. Early accounts were mostly written by George Morrison and linguist reporter Edmund Backhouse, who wrote reports for Westerners from Peking in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, in the early 1990s, Sterling Seagrave wrote a biography of Shiji called The Dragon Lady. And in his book, he really discredits Morrison and Backhouse. Uh, several sources have shown that Backhouse fabricated some of his stories. And even Morrison's diary mentions that he had discovered that, um, that Backhouse was writing fake stories, presumably to further his career. But that at that point, Morrison was so deep in that he would have discredited himself had he blown the whistle. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, I feel like that's a story that we continue to hear today sometimes when people fabricate craziness and then get it published. But there is also resistance to Seagrave's version of the story because he really paints a much more sympathetic um, picture of Shiji and characterizes her as a fearful figurehead. And, you know, she knows that she's trapped in an impoverished dynasty and she's really struggling with everything around her. But 
as often is the case. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Because there are things like evidence that she misspent naval funds making herself a beautiful summer home and that she had this, you know, insane mausoleum built for herself. And so those are not really the things that I would normally associate with a fearful person who is very, you know, scared and trapped. Though she may have had, I'm sure she was a human, she probably had fears and concerns. But uh, I think somewhere between those two is really where we get the, the reality. Right. Plus the trail of bodies. <laughs> I mean, that could entirely be coincidence. But at the same time, it seems a little unlikely that there was not something going there's, on. There's a lot of death and intrigue in that story. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
You also have some listener mail, do you not? I do indeed. Uh, this is actually from our Facebook page, and it's from our listener, Lily Ann. And she says, I was wondering if you could encourage your listeners to give blood. My answer, absolutely. Uh, there was recently a major tragedy in my area. A fertilizer plant explo- exploded, leaving many people injured, and the blood banks are in desperate need of donations. This serves as a reminder that a tragedy can happen at any moment, and the best way to deal with it is to be prepared. People are so willing to flood blood banks after a major incident, but that leaves every other day lacking. If we could set up a great supply before something like this happens, then we wouldn't be in such dire need when we need blood the most. So true. Very true. I would also encourage people to give platelets if that is something they are interested in. Right. That is another thing that is much needed and needed all the time. Platelets can only exist for five days, I think, once they're donated, so they need a constant supply. Uh, Much like blood, these things go lacking in tragedies sometimes. Right. So, and if you cannot do either thing for whatever reason, yeah. there are many other ways to contribute, either with money or time. Yeah. So. Uh, we highly encourage that. I, I'm not usually a candidate for any of that because I don't have enough iron in my blood no matter how much steak I eat. So I'm trying desperately, but so I try to sometimes volunteer. I'll help do mm-hmm. patient check-in. If you would like to write to us, you may do so. You can email us at historypodcast at discovery.com. We're on Twitter at Missed in History, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash historyclassstuff. We're also on Tumblr at mistinhistory.tumblr.com, and you can find us on Pinterest. Uh, if you would like to learn more about what we talked about today, you can go to our website and type in the words Chinese traditions, and you will come up with an article called How Chinese Traditions Work. If you'd like to learn more about that or anything else your mind can conjure, you can do so at our website. And that website is HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of downloadable digital audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Audible has more than 100,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded to your iPod or MP3 player. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash history to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 